Welcome to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. Now, sit back and enjoy while Nick and Trevor help you use your technology to make money and delight your clients. Well, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. With me, I have Trevor Shoemaker. Say hi, Trevor. Uh, hi, Nick. How yeah. are you? Hi, I'm superb. How are you? Oh, I've been doing long service leave calculations today, so I'm. Uh, if I had hair, it's gone. <laughs> that sounds like a whole bunch of fun. Uh, how's lockdown treating you? Uh, lockdown in Victoria is, um, yeah, pretty tough. It's and it looks like we're going to stage four apparently. So, well, excellent. We could be in all sorts of trouble. I don't think New South Wales is going to be long behind you, but we're not here to talk about COVID nineteen and lockdown because that's that's depressing. Um, we're here to talk about something that's a bit funky, and I think there's maybe some parallels in the accounting industry and the technology industry which is kind of like where the two of us meet we're going to talk about managed services what do you understand managed services to be trev managed services in the it industry it's basically um i see it as a a total solution provided by it companies to manage your it in the in your business in your accounting firm so look look after everything your subscriptions your pcs and so forth like that provide a total solution for you so that's kind of the total solution at a monthly price, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that's, that's kind of paralleled with what your industry has been doing around the whole value-based pricing and monthly billing, right? Yeah, trying to get to. Um, they seem to be doing one leg either side uh, in, in, in the accounting industry. I think some people have gone the whole way. I think others are, are not going there at all and not interested to go there. And I think there's others that do it halfway. And I think the whole industry is trying to work out where we need to go with that. Yeah, no. So I think it's really similar in our industry. We seem to have people who don't want to change from what we call break fix and what you call six minute increments um, (laughs) all all the way through to, I remember talking to accounting firms about this, people saying they don't need to do timesheets anymore. And I I kind of question that going, how do you know if something's profitable or not? What's, What's your view on timesheets? My view on timesheets, I've always, and it was really good, I had a chat and I cannot remember the name of the company that did a big research over timesheets and they went back to 1970 and they said in 1970 everything was value-based billing and then in the late 70s people started to say, okay, well, we need to work out whether we're making money on this and then towards the 80s everybody realised, hang on, it's just easier to bill them per the, per the minutes because that means we'll get it right and we'll always make money. So, and it flipped it around. So basically where that's where we began billing on the six minute intervals, but it actually started back in the early seventies. We were doing everything on value based billing and now we're going back to where we were then. And that's the, the, the history of it all. Well, that's, that's really fascinating. Now I'd like to wax lyrical about managed services, but really I'm just a software dude. So I've, I've invited an expert in managed services to join us. I've invited Scott Atkinson from tribe tech. Good afternoon, Scott. Good afternoon. How are we all today? I'm good. Trev? I'm good. G'day, Scott. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So, so Scott, just, just for our listener base, and this obviously this podcast aimed at accounting firms, what's your background? Well, I've been uh, essentially doing IT all uh, all of my life, so um, managed services in particular for the last 20, 22 years. There you go. Look at that. Um, and uh, a lot of it's involved in, um, in around the whole structure of IT. How do we help businesses, specific projects? Um, how do we go and generate a better result or make businesses more efficient using IT? And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. 
Cool. So, so let me ask the burning question, right? Because I asked it of Trevor and we all attempt to answer it, but nobody really knows. When somebody comes to you and says, hey, Mr. Accounting Firm, I'm a managed service provider. Everybody in that boardroom looks at them blankly and has no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> What's a managed service provider? Well, that's a, that's a good question, actually. And look, to, to be honest, there's no dictionary definition of, um, of what it actually is. But look, if, if you think about the history of sort of like the, the IT movement and what's been happening there um in the sort of 90s we had this break fix scenario which is a bit like you know something broke you'd ring up whoever your technology assistance people were and they'd come on site they'd fix the problem run away and later on send you a bill for so many hours of, of effort um and that'd be the same way you might fix your air conditioning the same way you might call an electrician in to install a data point or a powerpoint or something like that and that, that went on for quite a while, and to be fair, that's still sort of going on today. Um, in around the, um, the 2000s, it, it started turning into this concept of um, basic managed services where the, the, the provider, the, the IT provider, would take care of the environment for a fixed monthly fee. On the basis of, look, it's, the IT providers in theory know what they're doing, so they should be able to wear some of the risk in ensuring the environment runs correctly. And you can actually, from your side, say, look, I know I've got to pay X dollars every month. I'm not going to get these little bills of this month it was quiet. This month I had a lot of issues, so I've got a lot to pay. It's all averaged out. And um, that went quite well, and that picked up a lot of steam. You went a little bit further into sort of the 2010 area, and all of a sudden that model moved into a very structured sort of approach where the providers weren't just saying, look, for X dollars a month, we'll take care of whatever you've got. They were actually saying... We know the sort of thing that you as a business need in order to be able to have the basics in place. Like everyone needs internet, securities, networking, Wi-Fi, all this sort of thing. And it doesn't really matter what that looks like, but as long as it works. So this is where the structured managed services came in, offered all of that as a solution, and then um, I looked at the value add on top of that. And that now moves to where we sort of are today with IT providing a more strategic role in the business, not just around keeping things running, but how do we make businesses more efficient? How do we go and um, take the business, I suppose, into more areas that it may not have been opportunistic to, to do in the past? Or how can we do things more cost effectively through the use of IT, allowing the business to focus in other areas? So, yeah, that's sort of where we are. So, Trevor, does that align with what you were buying when you were buying IT? I was, yeah, the way it moved, the whole process that it went through, yeah, because the heart, it all changed in line with the, the, the hardware we had, the type of applications we were using, and everything moved, and it got simpler and simpler. More, the more we moved into, moved into software as a service and cloud-based environments, things got easier to manage. Okay, so I know you, Trevor, when I first met you, you had a, it was, it was back in the days of, of Hanson's, I think you were a partner in that firm, and and you had an IT company managing you. Were they doing break fix or were they doing managed services? They managed services, so it was a fixed fee for everything they had to do, but then, you know, for what we had to look after, um, and then they would say, okay, these are the out of scope things, you know, they try and package it all together, and then we'd get, if something really broke, then they would come in and we'd get charged extra for it. But it was quite expensive because we had servers, we had complicated accounting software that needed to have crazy updates. Uh, you know, we were down a lot. I, the, the downtime that we had during those periods was just, you know, we would budget budget for, to be down for a week in, the, in, in July, for example. Wow. 
Uh, Scott, Scott and I just looked at each other. We're in the same room, and I went, "Wow, down for uh, yeah." So hold on, what does it mean to an accounting firm to be down for a week in July? Well, it's all fine. You tell everybody to take holidays during that week. That's what we force everybody to have a time off. And uh, if you look at it this year, it's strange, you know, like they're back to where we're almost back to where we were again because they wouldn't release the pre-fills in zero until the 14th of July this year because of um, the new STP and the government saying that they you couldn't rely on the pre-fills this year. So we, I'm thinking, oh, gosh, we're back here again, are we? We've got two weeks of downtime again. Wow. And of course, everybody's trying to get their tax returns out as quickly as possible to get every cent they can get from the government, right? There was record numbers this year lodged and the tax office have freaked out because they don't think the data's correct. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, just, <laughs> I, it does warm the cockle of my heart, cockles of my heart to think the tax office may have an issue. But moving on from that, I'll, I'll stop, but I edit that bit out. Um, so, mm. so, Okay, so you went from this environment that was lots of downtime. Scott's talked about break fix, but when he when he he got to the end of, of what he was talking about, managed services, and I'll bring Scott back in, in a minute to discuss that. He talks about IT being a strategic asset. Now, Trevor, how important is IT to an accounting firm? It's it's massive. If you think about the efficiency gains, all of these things that we're trying to work on by having a proper IT infrastructure where you don't have downtime, you've got proper You've got everybody understanding how to use all the tools properly, adoption of all the applications that you've got within here, a structured program for the applications that are going to make and improve and things that you could bring into your business and structure it properly. It's massive. Everybody's confused. So when I first came to Australia, I used to work for one of the big four banks in IT and I met one of the, the guys from the bank. We called them the customer but they were all part of the same organization. And he said, we should be able to do everything we can do with computers on paper if the computers don't work. Is that still, I know know that's a mindset of some people. Do you think that's even possible in a modern firm? No, not today. It's impossible. No, well, you could, but it'd take you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times more. Okay, so let's let's go back to Scott. Scott, you know, give it, given that, Technology is really important for firms, yeah. And Trevor said that, and we couldn't do stuff in paper, and that we need hundreds of people. And and I can just imagine Trevor standing there at the standing desk with his quill and this bottle of ink, writing in a big ledger book. I, it's, I, I had a dream once, but I'll get that out of my head right now. Um, uh, yeah. can, I, can I interrupt, Nick? Just one thing, and I want to just for anybody that's listening. I played golf with one of the salesmen of the original Kalamazoo systems. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard of what Kalamazoo is, but it was this massive spreadsheet on with carbon paper all in the middle of it, and you would enter in every bank transaction and cross it across, and you could picture it, and you go across your spreadsheet, but all on paper, and he was telling me that how much money they made on producing and creating these things, and he said, and it died within like two years early early 90s just as computers came out <laughs> that's that's awesome but it, but it does change so so scott give us a view because what i'm interested to do now for the for kind of the rest of the podcast is scott to give us a view of what the it industry is offering into the market now and trevor to go if is is that what you think the accounting industry wants so let me go to scott Okay, so the the one thing to keep in mind, I guess, is that IT is still a lot more complex than it needs to be for the uh, what, what I call a small business, like anything under sort of yeah, hundred and fifty people, hundred people, that sort of thing. Um, th- there is a lot of 
technological advances and a lot of ways to make things more efficient. But it, it, there's still quite a bit involved. And then you start throwing in topics such as cybersecurity. You start looking at um, protection of business risks through IT now. And, and now that uh, I guess a lot of the business processes are so closely tied into what IT is doing, um, it, it becomes quite a, uh, quite a difficult task. Um, and it's, it, it's something that I don't think a lot of people have really thought through enough um, when they're either trying to do some things themselves or they're, they're, they're engaging third parties to, to help and they probably haven't got them engaged in the right way. And it's, it's, it's something we see a lot anyway. But I could do, you know, as a smart accountant, right? accountants are smart people. They've got degrees, they've done all their certifications, they certainly know how to drive computers. They could do this all themselves, right? It's all in the cloud. Uh, they absolutely could. And look, to, to be honest, I could do my taxes myself too. It, but, <laughs> I mean, true, true, if I said to you that, um, look, I don't, I don't need your accounting assistance, I'm sure I can work this tax thing out. Look, the government gives me this multi-page document, it just says, write this number here, write this number there, and add them all up, put a number here, and send us this much money, or, hey, you're going to get a check back or something like that, um, you'd probably look at me and you're crazy. What are you doing? I, is that is that real? I wouldn't say you're crazy. I don't know if the crazy is the right word. There are a few people out there doing it. And I, and I suppose they would do the same concept. They'd say, well, I can do most of it, but when I get into trouble, I'll go and call in an expert. They Some people might do that basis. But if you really want your accounting, if you want to do, get your accounting properly and you want to have a process, you need to do the similar thing that we talked, we're talking about you guys, is partner up with an accountant, work closely with them and work with them on a regular basis and have a, have a similar engagement with them that they're involved in your business. They're strategically working with your business not and that's where you get the most out of it. But if you wanted to do your own accounts and taxation and not involved, you could do it. You'd probably get a call from the tax office, no different. You'd probably have a a virus come in from the other sides, but it's it's definitely doable. So, uh, just uh, uh, that's that's fascinating. In our industry, we like to use the term trusted advisor. Has the accounting industry ever heard that term? Ah, you're funny, Nick. They love that term. I thought we were the last one, aren't we? (laughs) You're not a trusted advisor. We're the last trusted advisors. (laughs) Quick, quick. Register a trademark. Everybody wants it. Cool. (laughs) Sorry. I I think only the lawyers are the ones that that lost that one. (laughs) I'm not going to say trust and lawyer in the same sentence. (laughs) Oh dear, oh dear. Oh, we, we should stop that. It's silly. Um, cool. So, okay, from your point of view, Trevor, and then I'm going to ask on, on your point of view, Scott. Trevor, from your point of view, what makes an ideal IT provider? An ideal IT provider. Okay, yeah. so one thing I want to start off with, I feel that the accounting industry in particular is listening to the direction from the vendors. And I've said that quite a few times, and they've done that for a long time. And if you see a lot of they, the vendors sort of control the engagement and give recommendations to the account. And I've always said that is crazy. Why would you go and deal with your vendor and he tells you, okay, this is the IT you should do and all of that sort of stuff. The relationship with your IT provider will depend on where you sit on the curve of, you know, in, in, the engagement. If you are, for example, a small little firm and you've got everything 100% cloud, all of those sort of things, you probably could do a lot of it yourself. But you, you, when you get stuck, you need to be able to call on someone. You need to have someone there who's going to help you when you get stuck. So that would be a different engagement to a large firm that is in, a, in the cloud or a large firm that still has a lot of on-prem 
applications. If you're a large firm and you've got on-prem applications, server management, all of those sort of things, you're going to have to have a very, very good relationship with your IT company that's going to help you evolve with where the technology is going and take advantage of those, um, the tech that's going to help you run your business better. Cool. Scott, I'm going to ask a slightly different question. What, you're looking at your accounting customers, what's an ideal customer? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, actually, look, look for, for one, the, the accounting industry is actually um, quite a strong sort of customer base because you, you look at it, they're, um, they're on top of their own businesses, they're financially aware, they, they understand the value of technology and producing a result in, in most cases. So it's, it's, not, um, it's not a difficult uh, exercise to explain what a new concept may be or how a new piece of technology or a new way of doing things could actually impact the business. Um, it's very different to some other industries that we're involved in that know they've done something the same way for 20, 30, 40 years and why do we need to change? And you look at that and go, well, that's interesting, but there's a lot more efficient ways of doing it. There's a lot more productive ways of doing it. There's a lot more ways you could do this to get more output with less cost and sometimes those that way of thinking about things is just lost wow cool so all accountants are good customers i i kind of agree with that uh, trevor would too you're, you're the best customers in the world you lot aren't you <laughs> damn you yeah <laughs> of course we are um <laughs> i i disagree like i think some accounting firms are stuck and doing things the same way and they've been doing it the same way for 20 years and they're paralyzed with the change and they're looking, you know, if you look at the last 10 years, Nick, um, we've been involved really together in this space, the amount of change that the accounting industry went and that was led by zero and the rest and all of zero's competitors have had to move rapidly to keep up with them and some have fallen by the wayside. So those changes have gone through, but I still think a lot of accountants are, are really confused as to what that next step is, where they sit today and they don't have a relationship with a prov IT provider that is looking at them. I think everybody's, the IT industry, some of their providers and their managed service agreements or whoever they are, are saying, slow down. We can't keep up with you. We're, you know, we, we don't know what the next step is. And, um, I think that every accounting firm really needs to have a look at that because I remember, Nick, when we used to go out and see these accountants and every time we said, oh, do you, do you think you should have a look at your IT provider? And they'd say, we can't because they're our biggest client. Mm, yeah, or, or my cousin. <laughs> yeah, or my cousin <laughs> or my this. And we would go, oh, okay. And um, that was extremely frustrating. And then you get others that would go, yeah, we're going on board. We're going to make the changes. We're going to do the things that you guys are talking about. And they had great experiences. They moved there. And if you look at some of, the, of our clients that have really made those steps and the money they've saved and the changes that they've done, you know, the feedback we've had over the years from those that have been really successful has been amazing. And we've got great relationships with them still ongoing today. Yeah. So it's improving that magic hourly, average hourly rate, even when you're doing monthly bills. Um, Scott's going to moan because I'm fiddling with paper and coming through <laughs> on the microphone. But amazing what you can do in post-production. We'll see if we can get rid of that. Anyway, so, um, so, so strategic direction. You need an IT provider who's going to move with you, right? Who's prepared to move with the times, do the latest technology and move you forward. Is that right? Yep. And help you plan it out. I think that the IT providers haven't been involved in that space enough. I don't think that they've... They've, you know, if you look at a lot of the Office 365 changes, 
they did it when the client asked. You know, there was still, you know, I've still met a firm three months ago that was recommended to go to a exchange server on-prem, you know, and that stuff annoys me to no end. And COVID hit, and you imagine the pain that they've just been through. So, Trevor, on behalf of the IT industry, I apologise for whatever that conversation was. Yeah, it... um, but it freaked, it's, and I suppose in the accounting industry, you would come across a client and you would see someone set up or has done something strange, and you would look at that and go, "Oh crumbs! I can't believe they're still get they're still doing their accounts on Kalamazoo." You know, um, you know, <laughs> who the hell's advising these guys? So there's going to be people in the industry that are there, and we all know that that's the case. But I still feel, I always feel that there's no, there was no plan. It was like, let's just leave them as they are because if we leave them as they are, we don't get any headaches and we don't get any changes. And if we do that, then we don't have any problems. And there's been no let's work together and make your business more efficient. Let's get you to Office 365. We think that zero is a good place for you to be. Do you want to be 100% zero? Do you want to be 100% cloud? What things do you want to do? And I just don't think the that direction was ever given over the last 10 years. And we were out there. We were, you know, really on the edge, Nick, going out and saying to people, this is where we think. And when you wrote that reference architecture you did 10 years ago and you sat down with people and everybody said, yeah, that's where we want to go. Those that went there have had a really good experience. Yeah, those that didn't have. I remember being at a Zero Roadshow in Canberra and um, a, a lady who should remain nameless came up to me and she said, oh, your cloud doesn't work now. And I said, well, why is that? She said, look at the sky. There's not a cloud in it. And I went, no, different cloud. Mm. <laughs> True story. We, were, we were mocked and I still get teased to this day. Oh, cloud, cloud. All you think about is a cloud. But it's, you know, we still get it today. And I go, well, look at the results that people are getting from it. Um but mm, it's, it's a, uh, um, interesting. You know what? It's it, it, quite a number of years ago now. I um, I took about six years out and uh, did an MBA. And look, at, while the, the logic of that was quite good at the time, I sort of wonder back sometimes now. But uh, <laughs> we, we were growing our own business back then. We needed to learn more and off I went. And of all that time, there's really one key fact that's sort of stuck in my head and I, I don't know if that's a, a good result out of six years of study but uh, and um, effectively it's something we, we we're told right up front that management 101 is really about how you use your resources and everyone's got limited resources and you need to be effective and efficient so stage one whatever you're doing it needs to be effective otherwise you won't produce the right result stage two is once you've got it being effective make it as efficient as possible because you know, if you don't, your competitors will, and you'll start losing traction. Everything else sort of revolved around those concepts for the next six years. So I was sort of wondering why I kept paying fees. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. So one of the things we always do on the accounting technology fireside chat when we have a guest speaker, I love having guest speakers, is we give them an opportunity to pitch their business. But you're going to have to do it quickly, Scott. So in... 50 words or less, uh, although you can get a bit over. <laughs> Give us a view of what Tribe Tech does and how it can help um, people like Trevor um, achieve more with less and be more efficient. So we, we started Tribe Tech um, in, in 2018, um, having been in this area for quite a while. 
with the real focus on delivering a modern managed services approach, not looking at old break-fix models, not looking at anything, but really getting together um, a, a solution that we could deploy into, for example, accounting firms, uh, small to medium-sized businesses that solved all of the standardised IT issues, got that all working, took care of it all, and then engaged at a more strategic level to help those businesses become more efficient. Uh, mainly through the use of IT. And that's it's a set model, and it's been working really well. So, um, yeah. So we'll get people to get hold of you at tribetech.com.au. That'd be lovely. <laughs> Excellent. Brilliant. Cool. Trevor, we're getting to the end of the time we've got today, but give us a wrap-up. You know, we, we, we've both been in this working with accountants for 10 years from the the I, – and I think the first zero con you were at had six people sitting around a barbecue, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, look where they all are now. They've all gone off and done amazing things, and I'm still doing the same thing. You know, I think where Wayne and Sally are traveling Europe, who knows where Stuart is from? Uh, he was with PaceCycle. Um, uh, so, yeah, it, that was early, early days, and we were definitely at the cutting edge of where I wanted to go. And I, those frustrations, you know, that I was having with, with tech in an accounting firm really – you know, I saw this as an opportunity. I started to see how Zero could work. Met you, and I started to see how Office 365 could work. Um, and then, by building further applications, if you really think about it, and I know this is going to upset a few people, but tech for an accounting firm is not complicated. If um, you know, I've now got. A, a trainee working with me and we're doing some Power BI stuff and I can get a buy with my Surface with 128 gig of RAM and uh, 128 gig of hard drive space and a little bit of RAM and I can get by with it and we gave him the same computer and he's absolutely blowing it up. So there's a complete difference you know, in terms of tech that's needed in those spaces. It's not that complicated, but boy, some people can make it complicated. So what, what, what you're saying is if you want to do your taxes properly, see an accountant. If you want to do your IT properly, see an IT provider, right? Yep, and just stop listening to the vendors too much. <laughs> well, they just want to sell their product, really. You can't blame them. Yeah, but they'll confuse you to no end. <laughs> cool. Scott, any last words? Excellent. Well, brilliant. Well, Trevor, thank you once again. It's always lots of fun doing the, the fireside chat. Um, I hope if you're listening, you've enjoyed it today. Um, once again, that's Scott from TribeTech. So that's tribetech.com.au. Trevor and I will be back next week. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a like. Everything really helps. I hope you have a fantastic day and thank you for listening. See you, Trev. See you later. Bye. Bye.